Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of the Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Glover. Stay tuned today, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to want to miss this show. Today, we're talking about how to go from a beginner cigar noob to an aficionado. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. In a world desperate to separate us by our differences, there's still a place where you can go where all are welcome. The Cigar Lounge. Welcome to the Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast. And we're back. I'm your host, Mike Glover, a.k.a. 757CigarMike on Instagram. Uh, today, we're talking about how to go from a cigar noob to an aficionado. But before we get into that, let's do some introductions real quick. To my left and your right. I'm Jake, a.k.a. Bearded Cigar Lover. And my right, your left. I'm Ken. You can follow me at Ken Blue Smoke on Instagram if you'd like. And... Before we go any farther, let me thank our sponsor of this podcast, Family by Loyalty Cigars. A great, a great way to experience Family by Loyalty is to look into their five-pack. If you have your favorite already, you can buy a single or a box, but this is a wonderful way to uh, experience what they offer. We have it. They have it. Take a look. It's a great five-pack. It's a banger of a five-pack. If you've never tried Family by Loyalty, that's the way to experience Family by Loyalty. There's one of every one of their core lines in there, and it's a great starter kit for Family by Loyalty. You, you keep expanding my little advertisement. I mean, you're doing a really good job, but I mean. <laughs> do you not want me to do that anymore? No, no. I Actually, I do. I, okay. I got to complain about something. Though. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so, how to go from a cigar noob to a cigar aficionado. Man, I got to tell you, I don't think it's as easy as people think it is. I fully agree. I think it takes I think it takes some time and it takes some uh you have to be kind of adventurous. You know, it's uh I think the the, the biggest pitfall I'm going to I guess I'm going to roll right into this is uh when you first start out you walk into a lounge and you see in the they go to their humidor and they've got hundreds of choices and you're like, "Oh, what do I do?" It's overwhelming, right? Right, so I can take it from there, right there, because I'm probably the newest cigar smoker of, of the three of us. And what you do is you pick your cigar by looking for the cool band or something that just catches your eye. And that's pretty much how most people who walk into a cigar humidor um, who have no idea what they're looking at uh, do it. Or, or maybe your grandpa smoked something or somebody you know recommended something and you look for that particular thing. Right. You, you, that's where you start. I will say when you talk about bands, though, uh, you guys probably can't see this on there, but this band is would catch anybody's attention, you know, from what Cigar Clowns. This is the uh, the Goldie Grace that they did as their uh, stick to help um, raise money to fight human trafficking, which is something that's a major issue. And this is called the Goldie Grace. And, I mean, it's just got a super cool, sexy clown on it and a giant band that's an oxymoron if ever there was one a super sexy cool clown. sexy clown right <laughs> i'm not sure you know even if you're afraid of clowns you might still run towards this one i mean it's you know she's pretty hot you should you should definitely check it out we're all smoking cigar clowns yep. uh products right now thank you joe we cigar have them joe right we have we, we have them on our website at this we, moment we have cigar clowns on our website as of last thursday it's our most it, as as a publication it's our most recent edition they it to me it looks like an absolute banger of a brand 
Um, from what I've seen, it's an absolute winner. Definitely check them out. So which one are you smoking? I have no idea. The Geppetto. The You're Geppetto. smoking the Geppetto. Geppetto. They, said, they told me it was the Geppetto. It's the <laughs> Geppetto. <laughs> and I'm smoking the Aftermath. And, of course, Jake is smoking the Goldie. So uh, it's, it's good that we bring that up because this uh, podcast will publish um, in front of March's fundraiser for Toro Cigar Company. So Jake mentioned the Goldie is th- the cigar clowns are partnering with, who are they partnering with? Bikers Against Human Trafficking. Bikers Against Human Trafficking. Which is different from Bikers for Human Trafficking. Completely different. Very similar name. Very similar, but different. Yeah, so they're so that's what they rolled this stick out. But, you know, from beginner to cigar aficionado, I think one of the things is, as you smoke more cigars, you get more adventurous in what you're doing, right? You're no longer looking just for the band. And that's where... So I think there's three stages in a cigar smoker's path right there's the noob cigar noob everybody knows what a noob is then there's the you become over a period of time a cigar enthusiast yep um and that's probably someone so a noob is probably smoking one cigar every now and then with their buddies at a barbecue or on a golf course or on vacation right you don't have a whole lot of information someone's giving you a cigar you're going to try and enjoy it with them yep there's a lot of things that go along with that if you're a noob you're probably going to, and, and you don't have any real um, nicotine tolerance. A cigar is probably not, it's going to be a bit of an adventure the first time. You might get halfway through and start, the room might start spinning. <laughs> you might start feeling a little bit sick. Like if you had an empty stomach and you for, smoke a cigar for the first time, you, you might feel a little bit nauseous or something like that. Right. That's total noob area. If that's where you are. And normal. Don't, don't worry. Yeah, it's normal. It's That's normal. Right. It is normal. normal. Cigar smoking is not for everyone, but that doesn't that doesn't last forever. Right. You get to a point when you 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 build up a little bit of nicotine tolerance. Nicotine is a great it's a great mind sharpener. There's a, there's a lot of great things about nicotine. There's not too many bad things about nicotine, but just don't be too afraid of it. Right. And so so when you're you're clueless, you just kind of have to rely on the information that your friends have to give you and so you're just smoking whatever they're offering you and hopefully they're giving you something light something something that you can that's not gonna you know make you pass out or throw up uh behind the shed or something right and, so, and something to counter sorry jake something to counter nicotine sickness if you do encounter that at some point and uh keep a, a packet of sugar or um a, can, a piece of candy around or a sweet soft drink something with some sugar in it sugar counteracts the nicotine in your blood system it does it very quick sugar seems to be the best um thing a little pack of sugar put it under your tongue put it in your mouth let it dissolve and let it get in your bloodstream as quickly as possible and the nicotine sickness will go away in a matter of minutes right and you you know what you don't have to finish that cigar with your friends if you start not enjoying it set it down yeah, if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Right. Try again later. But don't think that that is the cigar experience and that every time you pick yeah. one up, that's what's going to happen. That's Correct. just what happens the first time, assuming you don't have a high nicotine tolerance. If you've been chewing all your life, if you've been smoking cigarettes and stuff, that's not going to happen to you. You're going to have the, a high nicotine tolerance. And then the other one is is don't inhale. 
This is very good advice. Do not inhale You're cigar smoke into your lungs. Puff. Not, not inhale cigars. Exactly. Draw the smoke in your mouth. Blow it out of your mouth. Ret if you can retrohale, retrohale. Enjoy the nuances of the, the, the tobacco. All right. But, you know, as a beginning cigar smoker, too, you know, we're talking about you go in and you've got tons of selection. First of all, hopefully you're going into a lounge that has somebody working it that understands cigars, has had their own cigar experience journey, and they're on the high end of enthusiasts, or maybe they're even a, a cigar aficionado, and talk to them, and they should be asking you questions, right? If you like spicier foods, or red meat, or are you a whiskey drinker versus a beer drinker, are you, you know, what, what things do you like to eat? There's a lot of those things that can tell you, especially as a new cigar smoker, what cigars and what types of cigars you should lean towards to start that journey. You know, if you don't eat spicy foods, if you don't eat lots of red meat, if you're a chicken and fish person, I don't know, understand that, but hey, I know that you guys are out there. Chicken and fish, wine coolers, kind of. Wine cooler, you know, if that's your thing, <laughs> you know, there, you start with lighter cigars. You know, if you're going in, you're like, hey, I want to start my cigar journey and you're steak every night and whiskey yeah you know what you can probably take a harder cigar a stronger not even a harder that's a bad word full flavored. a full flavored cigar a full a full strength cigar because you know you're 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 more used to that but you know don't especially as like a new cigar smoker you'll hear all the people go oh i have i taste this and i taste that don't worry about it enjoy the cigar enjoy the cigar you know that's a good point like when you're new at cigar smoking and all of those different flavors are new to you it might all really kind of blend together and you might not taste the difference between the different ones that you've had especially if there's months that go by between cigars you know it all tastes the same might be the thought that you have that there is a very wide variety of flavors with cigars and that's something that you learn as you you go along Agreed. it's just like a wine or a bourbon there's tasting notes in cigars it's you know now, they do have flavored cigars, and we don't talk about those because if you smoke those, this is uh, – I'm just going to make fun of you. Um, I smoke those. I smoke those. Yeah, I know, and I make fun <laughs> of him. Um, but it's, it's, it's similar to wines or coffees or bourbons where you have the tasting notes, and that's what you're getting with the cigars is tasting notes. It's, you know, If you hear somebody say, oh, that cigar has cocoa tasting notes, they're not saying it tastes like chocolate. They're saying it has – those tasting notes that brings up that memory of chocolate in your head hints hints of chocolate um you know one of the cigars uh that my neighbor actually enjoys and uh when i get him always you know if his dad's around i'll pick a couple up is a padron 64 right great cigar don't care who you are every cigar smoker pretty much knows what they are if you're a new cigar smoker and you want to smoke it's an incredibly great cigar Go get a Padron 64 Natural or a Padron 64 Maduro. They're expensive. They're not a daily smoke. But he calls them the Reese's peanut butter cup of cigars. Because when he smokes them with me and his dad, the couple times a year he does it, he says all he can think about is the taste. It leaves that. It makes him think of Reese's peanut butter cups. That's a tasty note thing. They're not infused. They don't have flavoring in them. That's what he feels. Very good. I don't see it. But hey, everybody's taste is different. I, I do see that, and it's that that one in particular is more of a celebratory cigar. It's the sort of thing that someone might hand out when they're having a kid, or when they've won a championship, or something like that. That sort of thing. 
and it, it's a magnificent cigar. It's super creamy and smooth, and it's not going to offend anybody. I mean, it smells wonderful when it's burning. Yeah, yeah but, super cigar. You know, the thing is, I think with cigar beginners, though, is smoke a lot of different things. Find what you like, well, and then find stuff that's similar to what you like and, and broaden your horizon. So now we're talking about, though, getting into out of cigar newbery, getting out of smoking cigars once a year or twice a year or whenever you're with your buddies some sort of regular right now we're going into you want to have a one cigar a week kind of deal or or two cigars a week and you're going to buy your own cigars people aren't giving you cigars anymore yeah you might have a favorite at this point right you might, you have, might have go to cigar right you might have found one on the golf course that wow this is great now i'm gonna go seek that out in a lounge and, and find that for myself. So now you're kind of stepping into the cigar enthusiast world. Now, you also probably have a cigar that you know you don't like. And you probably say, <laughs> no, thank right. you to well, this and, or that. And the thing I'll say this, too, especially to a cigar beginner, there's cigars I enjoy a lot now that I used to not enjoy at all. And as your cigar journey progresses, things are going to fall off. You're going to try things again, and they're going to come back. And it's one of those, again... You kind of got to go, okay, I'm going to try that again six months later, a year later, three years later, whatever it is, you know. And, I mean, I just did that the other day, and me and Mike were laughing when we are on a, a herf with a bunch of buddies. I smoked a cigar that I used to smoke tons of. I thought it was the best cigar ever. And I smoked it, and I was like, oh. it was painful for me to get through it. Yeah. You know, and uh, but I think that's also as you progress through that journey, if you're watching this from inside the U.S., we have the best selection of cigars in the world, hands down, and we have the best boutique cigars coming out. And in the U.S., in the world, I think we have better cigars than anywhere else. We have better flavored tasting notes with stronger flavors, and cigars that are more enjoyable. I've smoked cigars. I've smoked European cigars that some of these companies put out, and they are toned down. Just for clarification purposes, Toro Cigars sells cigars. We we have a particular inventory. You're talking about. Available to the public in general. I'm talking about boutique cigars in general. in general. The boutique cigar industry is changing how cigars are looked at. But as a cigar beginner, boutique cigars are scary, right? They're names you haven't heard of. Cigar clowns, right? Uh, family by loyalty. These aren't the, in, you know, they're not dissident, dissident cigars. Dissident cigars. Dissident, they're not in thousands of shops, you know, stolen throne. Warfighter. Warfighter. These are all great cigars. But as a cigar beginner, you walk in. You've they, never heard of them. You've never heard of them. They don't have the biggest shelf space, and you're going for stuff that that's more familiarized. But as you journey down that path, start start veering off to the small guys. You're going to find stuff that once, especially once you know what you like in a cigar. And I think that's a very important distinction, right, Mike? Is that you got to know what you like, and then you can lean into that more and start traveling down this other road. And so we have a lot of choices here. You know, I mean, you know, we go into some of the lounges we go into, and I mean, they've got three, four, five hundred facings of cigars, and a facing is a box. Yeah, it's 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 hard to wrap your mind around. Mm -hmm. You get in there and you think I have to choose something out of <laughs> all of these, and it's an amazing. It's a, it's a what's what is it called a, a wealth of um, I forget the the phrase, but it's a, it's intimidating. It's intimidating. And, and, and it the other thing is, is, you know, you'll notice as you progress on your journey is. Price doesn't dictate quality. Quality. Price or doesn't flavor. Dictate, or flavor or enjoyment. 
you know, some of the most enjoyable cigars I've ever smoked are some of the cheapest cigars I've ever smoked. Right. That's, so that's been something of a mantra of ours. Um, price doesn't dictate quality. Generally, broadly, the most broadly speaking, it can be true. But there's a lot of fantastic lower price cigars out there that that you shouldn't think, oh, just because this is a low price cigar, it's right. not going to be just good. Just because you're spending 8 to $12 on it doesn't mean it's not going to be good. Right. There's a lot of cigars that are $40 and plus or even $20 plus that are honestly crap. Right. You know, there is a floor there, though. If you're spending like two bucks on a cigar that's been machine filled and whatnot, you know, I, I would normally agree with that. <laughs> except the one cigar that I have some of the best memories of is a cigar that if I went and bought a bottom right now, there's 20 sticks for $22 in the bag. And that was where I started my cigar journey is on those. And some of my best memories and some of the best people I ever smoked cigars with. We're off Trader Jack's. Trader Jack's. Someone's going to look that up right now. And, and go they're going to laugh at me about it. Right. But A couple of sticks. <laughs> I smoked those cigars with some of this country's finest individuals that have served. And I have some of my best cigar memories off that cigar. Now, I won't smoke that cigar now. It's rum infused. It's sweet. It's nothing I want in a cigar. But that's where my cigar journey began. Well, that's 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 like one of those key moments that is in that middle middle area, when you start having the your 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 company, the the people you're with and your experiences influence how you uh, enjoy a cigar. That's in that that middle area of um, uh, experience. I agree. That's in, you're an enthusiast. If you're relating the atmosphere and the people that you're with as a memory of that cigar you're in the enthusiast area and the other key thing i, I want to bring up about enthusiasts is when you walk in so as a noob you're probably not walking into your local cigar lounge or shop and walking through the humidor trying to pick something out as an enthusiast you are right and so rely heavily in those early days on the local shop tobacconist the owner um, to help you pick something out they can walk you through the process. What have you had before? What do you like before? A lot of times the noobs don't even know what they've had before. They can't remember what they've smoked before. Um, so they can make some recommendations. You can try some new things and just get started on your cigar journey faster by relying on them to kind of help walk you through that process. One of the things I'm going to say as a cigar noob, something that I wish I would have done, and I think it would have progressed me further ahead quicker, is if you get a cigar that you like, take a picture of the band. Because you're not going to remember the name, like Mike said. That's true. Or you're not, and you're not. You're going to kind of vaguely remember the band because you're going to try to remember it. But take a picture of the stuff that you like. I mean, and, you know. And I didn't start doing this till much later in my journey, and I wish I'd have done it earlier. And that way, I could go back and look and do some research. Why did I like these cigars? Go online, look at what the wrappers is, look at what the binder is, look at the origin where they were made, and you can start piecing together what you like. Versus what you don't like based on knowing that. And it helps get you into when you go into a big humidor and you have a thousand choices. That you go, okay, hey, here's five or six things I really liked. What's similar to this? Right. What You know, based on this, what is something I would like to enjoy? And it gives the person helping you some more information, right? They're not like, oh, okay, you tried a cigar with a white band. Hey, guess what? Great. There's only about a thousand choices with white bands. They're still trying to figure it out. This gives them something to go on. So the enthusiast area is where you start collecting those sorts of bands. 
like you knew you wanted to try this particular cigar. You ran into it while you were out on the road or whatever. You smoked it. You liked it. You keep the band and there's a place for you to, you know, usually it's a plastic bag or something, but you got a hundred bands in there and it's just a record of, of what you've already tried. That's a good point. And that's, you know, and again, you know, Mike brought up dissident. Part of the dissident family is Blackwork Studio. Right. To this day, they still make one of my favorite cigars, and I had it early on in my journey. It's one of the few cigars that I still look for. And you'll find stuff that sticks with you. And you'll find stuff that goes by the wayside. And it's important, you know, to have those, you know. And if you find a cigar you like, buy a box. Support the brand. You know, buy, share them with your buddies. Help somebody else and enjoy that. That's that's that enthusiast level, right? Where you know enough, you know, it's kind of like you have enough information to be dangerous, right? Right. The enthusiast level is where you start buying boxes. You start buying boxes of them or bundles, Yep. you know, and you start sharing them with your buddies that are smokes and cigars because it's what you like. Yep. And you're introducing them to something. And then in turn, they're going to give you something that they like and they're going to introduce you. And that's what the community is about, right? Is it's, it's growing that community. And that's really you know, how I landed on cigar clowns is the community, you know, our buddy, John Aldi with the, you know, looks like, you know, scary Santa, you know, <laughs> the Santa, you won't let your kids get anywhere. Near. Yeah. He looks like a scary Santa. He was, you know, he's the one that's got me on, turned on to cigar clowns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, a brand I'd never heard of small brand that puts out, banging cigars and they have they have a real following and people who just absolutely love them they the one of the other milestones for the enthusiast is you go into the cigar lounge you go into the cigar store and you can have a long and fruitful conversation with somebody completely about cigars you just you sit down anywhere and you say what are you smoking and you have insight and information and that person is can exchange with you your entire conversation can be 100% about cigars. Right. Absolutely. The other thing I would say, too, with a cigar beginner or even an enthusiast is knowledge, right? Knowing what, knowing the proper way to cut and light cigars, knowing the, like, cigar facts, cigar history is very important. Cigars have a deep, rich history in the world, right? Especially in the United States, in the islands below us, and in Europe. There's a deep, rich history of cigars. And it's not just, oh, hey, I got this cool thing I'm going to smoke with my buddies. You know, the first thing is, you know, they say that it takes about 300 hands to make a cigar. And that sounds like an astronomical number when you look at a short, Roll small, freaking round, <laughs> brown stick, right? But, Dead leaves. Yeah, but... You know, by the time they, they, they cultivate the fields and they grow the tobacco and they hand pick it all and they ferment it and they roll it and they age it, there's a ton of work that goes into that. And it's really kind of cool as an enthusiast to start learning what all those things are and what all those things mean. And that's, that's the other key. So I think you could classify yourself as an enthusiast if you're seeking out that knowledge. Oh, yeah. If you, There's a ton of documentaries on YouTube you can watch on Netflix about cigar manufacturing, the process, the fields in Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, and even Cuba. So if you're seeking that content out and you're uh, consuming that content, you're on the path. You 
you are probably a cigar enthusiast at that point. You're trying to learn and educate yourself more about the product that you enjoy. As an enthusiast, I seeked out books, literal books, real books. I went to my library. There were no cigar books. But then I went to Amazon, and there were many, many cigar books. So you can get the history of cigars for five bucks on Amazon, and it's a used book. And someone enjoyed it thoroughly, and I've got five or six books that I've read, and I realized they're all telling the same history, and they're, they're, they're sharing pretty much the same knowledge. So uh, I, I sort of firmed up my information on cigars through reading books, just buying some used books online to really get that info. Absolutely. And then you'll start learning about the difference in wrappers, you know, be it you know, a Connecticut wrapper or a Pennsylvania broadleaf, like the cigar Mike's smoking or Habano wrappers or Mexican San Andreas, your favorite, you know, and what each one of those is and where they're grown and why they're different and what to expect with them. And you'll start increasing that knowledge, you know, and, uh, you know, cause a lot of these cigars that we all enjoy, from the companies that we enjoy, a lot of those actually started from Cuban seed growing in different places, and they're using the same seeds initially in different soils, and because of their mineral amounts in the soil, flavor it changes the flavor profiles. Right. Right? No different than wine with grapes, right? If you get drink French wine versus California wine versus you know wine from the East Coast all those soils are different and you get different tasting notes in those wines. No different than coffee, right? Coffee is the same, essentially relatively the same type of bean everywhere in the world, except based on where it's grown, it has different tasting notes. It's no different than with, with cigars. And as an enthusiast, you'll start noticing that and you'll start going, Oh, I like cigars from Nicaragua or I like cigars from the Dominican, you know, and I bet you right now, if we go around the room, we're probably slightly different in, in our origin choices of cigars because you'll some regions are have stronger cigars than others. Personally, let's do this. This will be fun. I like Dominican cigars. Where are your, what are your favorite from, Mike? Nicaraguan. Why? The Mexican San Andreas wrappers. I don't I don't really have a particular favorite. I, I'm still really all over the board with what I what I appreciate, but I think as a when you get to that uh, enthusiast level, you you don't have just one go-to cigar. You have a couple. Okay. Have, yeah. So, Ken, what are out. your top five go-tos? Um, let's see. Uh, probably the the Big Sky Blackfoot is one of my go-tos. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. That's a, that's okay, a that's one. one. <laughs> oh, see. I, I, <laughs> see, I, knew, I said. I, 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 see you said five. I saw. His, I, he panicked. <laughs> I know. And I'm, <laughs> I didn't panic. I mean, I smoke a wide variety of so cigars. okay what's another what's another go-to i do i love the hypnotic by gto mm -hmm. i mean yep to be honest that that that's what that's like a dessert cigar for me okay personally so you got two down uh well i mean if uh, uh, let's see uh, i know is, one for you okay the mad minnow I enjoy the Mad Minnow. The Mad Minnow, ha the smoke production and the draw on that cigar is is very fulfilling in this tiny little package. So when you go to the Mad Minnow, you, you it's like uh, it's like efficiency. You know, you 
you get a you get a banger of a cigar very quickly, and then you're done with it, and you can move on with your day. So, so. and I, I know you like the 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 uh, signature blend from Founders, the dual wrap. The dual wrap is that used to be that when I was when I was. Uh, just getting into cigars, I smoked those all the time. Yes. That was my first and so, go-to. Yep. And then, so, I mean, the one that probably took me into the enthusiast area was the Crook of the Crown. Right. I picked up that cigar, and I thought, this this is what I thought it was supposed to be. So, out of Ken's five, two of them are Dominican, and three of them are Nicaraguan. So he's still in the journey process right. to figure out what he likes more. Right. And that's what I was getting at. That's why I was doing it is that, you know, Mike likes stronger cigars than I do. And Nicaragua, more times than not, puts out stronger cigars than the Dominican. It's not right or wrong, right? It's a, it's a choice. It's what do you enjoy more? And that's the thing with cigars. It's not, you know, we don't make fun at each other because he likes Nicaraguan cigars and I like Dominican cigars. It's now he makes fun of me because I like lighter cigars and he likes stronger cigars, but you know, but it's not, it's based on other things. And so as you progress down that journey, you learn more and, and if I, you find an origin that you like. I do not hold it against you because I know your husband smokes cigars too. So <laughs> it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Hey. At least my better half will smoke a cigar. Oh, I just ouch, want to point out. Ouch. My better half will go to the lounge with me and hang uh, out and play ouch. dominoes. Wow. Ooh, <laughs> burn. So Jake would, I would, I would say he's into the aficionado realm. He has a lot mm. of cigar knowledge and he's something of a cigar ambassador. He can, he can introduce people very readily to what they will probably enjoy. When I was started smoking, Jake was giving me cigar after cigar that I, I absolutely enjoyed. And he, it was for a particular reason, because he thought I would enjoy this particular cigar. And so that's, that's one of the duties when you, when you get past that uh, enthusiast level to be something of an ambassador. Yeah. Like, and I think it's not really efficient. I like the term ambassador better because you know, I, I think that anybody that tells you they know everything about cigars is lying. is lying to you. You know, I wake up every day. I talk to great guys all day long on, you know, through cigar clubs in the community and, you know, manufacturers, you know, I talk to. And I learn something new every day about cigars. I mean, I didn't know the difference why box presses were more enjoyable to me than round cigars until two months ago right you know and the difference in how it changes a cigar something as simple as a box press so there's always something more to know and i think that you know you'll hear guys i know everything about cigars if you ever hear somebody say i know everything about cigars ignore the shit out of that person so that's a great point so what in y'all's opinion classifies someone moving out of Enthusiast, even the top level of enthusiasts, because I think you can be an ambassador as an enthusiast also. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, but in actually into a cigar aficionado title, I think it's where you can walk into a shop, not know somebody that's looking, and this is I've seen this happen. Talk to them about what they like, and find them a cigar that they're going to enjoy, and have a conversation with them. You know, it's not just about knowing the cigar; it's being able to. Uh, translate that information and give it back to somebody without making them feel overwhelmed and un you know 
and you know like talking down to them but being able to help them on their journey right more. especially if you're actually right about it if you give them a cigar <laughs> well, no, no, I think that's that the, they actually enjoy i think you have to be able to be right about it to yeah. be put into that category right. that you have to be able to say okay based on what you've smoked before and based on these other things and talking to you here's the cigar you're gonna like right and if they hate it you're probably just full of shit anyway right <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I said a bad word. I'm. I've told all the. I told these guys to keep the uh, the bad words out of. This I know. I've, I have. We've done good today. I've done good today. <laughs> We've done good today. But, be no, I think. It's, I think really to go to that next level, it's to be able to have that conversation and help the next person, right, with their journey, it, right. and more than anything else, it's it's to have enough knowledge and enough, and know enough that you can truly help the other person. And so it's not that you know everything because you can't. No. I mean. Look at Dr. O from GTO Cigars. He's been messing with cigars since he was 12 years old. He grew up in the industry. His grandfather, his father, his grandfather, his great-grandfather were all Cuban. Like, his grandfather and great-grandfather were Cuban cigar uh, blenders before they came to the Dominican. And he'll even tell you he doesn't know enough about cigars. And, if, you know, and he's, he's been doing this for f almost 50 years. Yeah. And if he doesn't know enough and he's grew up in the industry... What chance do all the rest of us have to know it all? You don't, you know? And right, so it, as an aficionado or uh, an ambassador or whatever, you're going to have a couple of boxes set aside. You're going to have a particular way of purchasing cigars so that you're pretty much always stocked up. You're going to have something that you want to hand to somebody else. And I think a lot of times one of the, 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 um, the, the attributes is, you're not necessarily in the cigar lounge. You're not necessarily going to talk about cigars. You're probably going to talk about life in general and other things. And anybody can do that, but you probably talked enough about cigars and you're ready to, to, to get to know somebody. And I think, you know, the important part of an aficionado is somebody that builds the community. You know, we talk a lot about community and I think part of it is a mindset shift that when you get to that point, you understand the cigar community. And even though it looks big, how, how, how small it really is, right? And how, how the community actually helps bring people together. And it doesn't care about race. It doesn't care about religion. It doesn't care about any of these other topics that's out there in the world that we see all the time. And it's how to build that better community. And I think that's the number one job the number one thing that you start seeing when you pass over to that aficionado is that yes, you're helping people, but you're not just helping them with the cigar. You're helping them with the community. That's a good point. And I think that ties perfectly with Ken's comment. All right. Well, listen guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, it was, it was a lot of great information. Um, leave your thoughts down below in the comments. Um, what do you think qualifies as the three, pillars that we talked about newbery enthusiast and aficionado and where where are you at and yeah. where are you where are you in your journey right because i still consider myself an enthusiast at this point in my journey um i don't know what what do you consider yourself man you honestly the more i've learned i would honestly put myself on the low end of enthusiast low personally. okay low end because i mean i care about the community but i also know how much i I know enough to know what I don't know. And that, that list is incredibly long. So I don't ever want to go past this. You know, I don't want to get to the point that I, I feel I can't learn more. What about you, Ken? Where do you think you fall in? Oh, I'm definitely an enthusiast. Um, and so 
you know, if you're an enthusiast, also feel free to start your own podcast. <laughs> 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 Jump into the cigar industry. Start offering your own cigars. <laughs> Dive right in. I, I will say this on a closing note. If you're a cigar enthusiast and you really want to learn a whole lot, I don't carry a lot of weight in the cigar sommelier titles that you can go get. Yeah, there's, nothing, ca- there's nothing that's really a master. No, blender. there's no. And, and most of the guys out there, most of the guys in the industry don't care about them. Right. But what I will say is go take a class online. Go take a cigar sommelier class. And learn about the history and what it is and what you're really into. And it will change your view on the cigars completely. That's the time I would tell you that if I had to say where I became a noob to an enthusiast was when I took the courses and learned about what it really was that I was doing. You took the education side. I took the education side of it to really grasp what was going on. That's when I would tell you I switched. Yep. Agreed. So, Mike, what do you think about this uh Cigar clowns, what have you got? Well, I've got I've got the aftermath. Um, I've got the Geppetto. Mm-hmm. You have the Geppetto. This is my first aftermath. Um, so right out right out of the gate, it was a, a great cold draw, um, a great easy light. Um, it's been a phenomenal even burn all the way through. So the construction, hundred percent zero issues on construction. Uh, flavor profile. Um, is actually very, very flavorful cigar. It's getting, um, getting a little bit of pepper on the tail end, but not too much. It's not overwhelming. That looks like you're about halfway through there. I'm about it. I usually smoke fast. I usually smoke too fast and I'm only about a third of the way through this thing. This is kind of like smoking two cigars because I feel like this is a solid hour, hour and 15 minute cigar. It's, I think so. The construction is different from what I'm used to. It's, it's something you can really bite down on and you don't have to worry about crushing your draw. And, um, it's really a hearty, a hearty cigar. You know, I can't complain with the Goldie. Uh, this thing's great. It's a, uh, you know, box press Robusto smoke. Great, good construction, super enjoyable. Um, I can't say enough good things. I mean, I've smoked the cigars you guys have, you've had, you know, that you're both smoking and I, I'll, I'll say this: I haven't found a, a cigar from them yet that I wouldn't enjoy again. Right. So and they're just getting started. Mm-hmm. Yep. So kudos, cigar clowns. We enjoy your stuff, man. Thank you, Joe. Good stuff, Thank you, clowns. We're proud to have you in our humidor. All right, guys. Good show. Yeah. All right, guys. So please like, comment, share this video. Uh, feel free to comment where you're at in your journey. Um, and we'd love to hear from you guys. We love your comments, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, any way you want to go, drop a comment. We appreciate them all, even the bad ones, the funny ones, the nasty ones, the mean ones. The start a fight. The, the pick a fight. The fight starting comments are the best. We laugh. We roast laugh. Somebody. We we really roast me. Go ahead. We, we <laughs> yeah. You got roasted a couple of times. I'm good with that. Of of course, all three of us have. But hey, that, I mean that's social media. What are you going to do? We hope you enjoyed this podcast, guys. We hope you have an awesome week. Smoke a cigar. Try something new this week. Uh, Try Family by Loyalty if you haven't tried them yet. Have a great week. Remember, always be a man, smoke a cigar, and carry a gun. We love you guys. Till next week.